It's a terrible football show, all right? I want whatever you guys are smoking right now. Come on, Shane. You. OH. Yeah. OH. Oh, baby, go. yeah. <laughs> Shane, I swear to God. Welcome to a terrible football show. That's my quarterback and my teammate, man. <laughs> Ruins my fucking holiday every damn year. Alex, what up? You can thoroughly kiss my ass. Why not let us decide the top four? Yeah, let a terrible football show. Let a terrible football decide terrible the top four. Show. Fuck you, Shane. <laughs> Roll Todd. Have a good one, guys. Oh, Have a good one. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah, you gotta go. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh, you know, I like that Baker Mayfield to myself, man. He was baking up there in the Browns, and it just turned into a big old shit pile. So- <laughs> Get that right. I will fly you out and take you to a game in Dallas of your fucking choice. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's successful at just giving his terrible opinions, so why can't I? It's a terrible football show, after all. Welcome to Terra Football Show, episode Cameron Wake. Shout out to him. He was a beast from the CFL that came down to the Dolphins and tore it up for a few years. Man, oh man, here on January 10th, 2024, I've got my guy Ricky with me, and holy crap, do we have a lot to talk about. Ricky, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think my wife would want me to skip choir practice tonight because we have so much football to doubt she told me no (laughs) i mean but we couldn't i'm just saying as 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 much as we have to discuss today to take the appropriate time you know skip a choir practice would have to happen but the wife says no hey we're gonna we're gonna speed run this as much as we can shout out to ricky's wife don't murder him on stream i don't need the evidence coming back to me Oh no, we're gonna we'll, we'll speed run a lot of topics. I mean, it's fine. I mean, we'll we'll hit everything that we've got to hit uh, to the best of our ability. Hit our picks. If you know, if we got to skip our picks, we'll skip our picks. No big deal. Uh, we got there's so much to talk about. Coach firing, coach resigning, coach uh, retirements. As of 20 minutes before we go live, <laughs> playoffs. Shout out to Michigan. God, I don't even. I don't know, man. Check out the referral link down below for some Rogue Energy. Check out some Rogue. We'd appreciate that support. As well as go pick up a jersey because it's got a trash can, and that's really cool. Uh, and join the Discord as well. And you can also come in and chat with us today. Maybe not today. We, we do, we're do. we on limited time, and we have a lot to talk about. On a, but on a normal day, you can come in and chat with us, and it'll be great. Uh, so, honestly, man, I got to be real with you. We've got so much to talk about in the realm of the NFL with the playoffs, the coaching firings, everything kind of going on in the landscape, two huge retirements. So this is going to feel kind of like shitty to an extent, but let's just go ahead and establish one of, I feel like probably one of the quicker topics and get it out of the way. Congratulations to Michigan. Uh, top of the mountain, mm-hmm. baby. Uh, Washington, you know, they, they really struggled the other night in the national championship that was very clear i uh, was really hoping for a very tight game and honestly even when it was 20 to 13 it never felt close in my opinion watching the game uh but shout out to michigan shout out to jim harbaugh top of the mountain you know i mean michigan's all the way back you know what i mean so shout out to that one that that's that's a that's a huge deal uh but man just in the realm of coaches i mean we had two of the greats retire on the same day Nick Saban, head coach of Alabama, retired about like 30 minutes before we started the show. And then we – I i don't know if this one was a voluntary retirement. I mean, it could have been a lot could have changed in a span of a 24- or 48-hour span. But also it seems like Pete Carroll uh, is going into retirement. But I feel like that one might be more of a forced retirement because I swear to God the man said like over the weekend that he was planning to come back. He felt energized. He felt good. He wanted to keep good doing it. So I feel like this one may have been more of a forced retirement. Because he's not fired, because he's still going to be part of the organization as an advisor. Uh, but man, just talk about two huge blows to the football community. Uh, and you know, the wild thing is, we potentially—I don't think so—but potentially could even get a third huge blow with another legend of Bill Belichick. We don't know what's going on with that one yet either. Um, you know, I mean, just Ricky, what was your what was your first thought when you saw the Nick Saban news thirty minutes ago? 
So first of all, um, yeah, definitely a good shout out to Michigan for that national. No one, I don't remember a, I do not remember a team in the history of football, basketball, whatever you, whatever you consider. I don't remember a team that has gone through so much adversity in one season, be able to maintain their undefeated season, not have their coach for over half the season, and win a national championship. That's that's props. Yeah. I mean, you you cannot argue that is probably one of the greatest championship runs in the history of college football just based on what they've had to go through. Uh, as far as Dick Saban goes, uh, class act, uh, you know, waiting till the national championship game was over, uh, you know, you know, at least a couple of days after the national championship game yep. was over to announce his retirement. Um, if you want to, if you want to throw him in there as the greatest of all time, throw him in there as the greatest of all time. He does have more national championships than any coach. Um, I know wins. He didn't quite get to that th- 300th win, uh, but I think he would have exceeded that had he stayed in college versus going to the NFL. But yeah, at the same was. time, you also had you also have to understand, you know, at that time, that was what was his best fit. And you've got to challenge yourself in your in, in a career in some way. Yep. Um and that that was his challenge. Let's go to the NFL. He didn't have a terrible record, fifteen to seventeen in the NFL. That's that's not a terrible record. I mean, it it just it just wasn't his fit. And um to be able to come to Alabama to maintain this consistency in Alabama as the top dog, in, not just in the SEC, but in the entire country for as long as he did it, you just got to give him all kinds of props. And to be honest with you, I hate that he's retiring, but I'm happy for him because there's nothing else, Alex, he can do. This year was probably the best coaching job, regardless of, you know, and, and yes, did he have a chance to beat Michigan? Yes, he, he had the best chance to beat Michigan over all four teams that were in the top four and to be able to come in, not win a championship, but still have one of the best coaching. Like this was his best coaching job this season than any before he had lesser talent and he was still able to make the top four. That was what was terrific about this upcoming season. I including I including many others. I thought it, he was going to have a three or four loss season and he totally proved me wrong. And you know, shout out to him. Much better luck in the retirement. And I, I, I don't know what's next for Alabama football, but I am pretty sure they're going to go after Dabo Sweeney. I think Dabo Sweeney's done in Clemson. This is they. This is this is it. Time to go get Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney will be the next head football coach at Alabama. See, that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling Dabo. I know right now in terms of betting lines and a lot of reports is that Alabama's going to go after Dan Lanning of Oregon. Uh, which, I mean, I can get a little bit on the younger side. You know, I can understand that. And I, I feel like he's going to be in play. You know, I feel like there uh, there's going to be a lot of big names in play. You know what I mean? There, Dan Lanning and Dabo is going to be the top of the list, in my opinion, of people in play. I've seen Mike Norvell talked about. I've seen Marcus Freeman talked about. Um, let's see. I saw, what were some other names? I saw that um, the one non-head coach that I saw in play was um, uh, Jim Harbaugh's right-hand man, who's basically setting him up for, you know, uh, a nice coaching job after what he did. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I, think they'll go that route, though. I don't think so either. I, I Not not a school like Alabama. <clears throat> uh, another name that I saw that I, I don't see happening, I just, I, I don't, I don't see happening. He hasn't, he hasn't been to the top of the mountain, you know what I mean? And that's James Franklin. I've seen that name. People talked about I don't see that one. No, um, no, no, no. The no. people are even saying Kalen DeBoer, you know, Washington's head coach. Uh, you know, I, I can get the hype, uh, but I, no, I don't I, I don't see it. No. I, I personally, man, I'm, I'm on the boat of Dabo Sweeney's should be the probably the number one candidate. I, I think Dan Lanning will be talked about as well. Um, you know, Mike Norvell, I could even see him being talked about. Uh, just And I'm also saying well, I mean, that well, based I mean, on how, some payouts. Look how quick he turned. Look how – and, of course – Mike Norvell would make a little bit of sense because yeah. look how quick he turned Florida State around. Yeah, and you know, and regardless of the you know what happened this year and Travis Hunter and everything like that, you know, regardless of what happened, he still won heck of a football coach. Yep, you can, nobody can deny that. Yep, I think if, I think if you're a Bama fan, if if you're one of the boosters for Bama, I think you want Dabo. You know what I mean? Like you want well, someone who's been, been on the top, the top of the mountain for the last five six years. I mean, he's graduated from Alabama. He spent the first half of his coaching career at Alabama before he went to Clemson as wide receiver coach. You know, I mean, like, it, it, you know, he's from Birmingham, so, you know, he's, he's close to Tuscaloosa and stuff. I mean, like, Dabo feels like the perfect fit, you know what I mean? But, you know, he's got, from what I'm seeing here, a $7.5 million buyout. That's not terrible, especially when you look at Dan Lanning, who's got a $20 million, and Dan Lanning is apparently the top candidate on the, on the Vegas betting lines. I mean, 
Uh, I mean, Dabo, Dabo Sweeney with a 7.5 mil, Mike Norvell with a 4 mil, Kalen DeBoer with a 12, Dan Lanning with a 20. I mean, sign me up for that 7.5 if you get Dabo Sweeney. Uh, but I mean, hey, heck of a run for Nick Saban, man. Heck, heck, heck of a run. And, you know, it, it's one of those cases like, oh, buddy, you don't you don't you don't want to be the guy to try to fill his shoes. You know, it's one of those. It's nope. it, it was like when Tom Brady left the Patriots. And, you know, it's like you don't want to be the guy to try to replace Tom Brady. You don't want to be the guy to try to replace Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, coming into this year, you borderline didn't want to be the guy to try to replace Aaron Rodgers, but Jordan Love did it. You know what I mean? And it, it's just one of those things in football, in sports, where you have a certain position, whether you're a coach or an actual player, where it's like when that legendary coach or player leaves, oh, buddy, I don't envy the person coming after him. <laughs> yeah. I will say this much. The Now, of course, you know, Jacob talked about this earlier in the season. Shout out to him for predicting this. Because, uh, you know, everything he said made sense. You know, he was looking more tired on the sidelines. He, 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 he didn't have the same energy. The one thing, though, Alex, that I really thought he was going to come back one more year when Milrow announced he was coming back. Yeah. Because I, I thought that was going to be like, you know, Nick Saban's going to be like, you know what? Let me roll the dice one more time. Mm-hmm. I've got all these athletes coming back. I was the closest one to beat Michigan besides Ohio State. Let me roll the dice one more time and let me see if I can get one more national championship under my belt. But, I, but he's satisfied with what he did, and he should be. There's nothing to be ashamed of. He did everything plus more of what you could do for college, for college football. And more importantly, Alex, he he didn't just set the standard. He was the standard. Yeah, he, everybody, everybody in the entire country could pay you. Every job that that's out there, every coach that's out there, gets compared to Nick Saban. Well, how good are you compared to Nick Saban? What are you talking about? How good are you compared to Nick Saban? And a lot of uh, because now he is the standard, and that's why we see a lot of these coaches that come and go. A lot of them are because of what Nick Saban has done in Alabama. He has set a bar, and they think, you know what? If Nick Saban could do it, why can't a school like Michigan, which Michigan just would? Why can't a school like Ohio State be consistent? Why yep. can't a school like Florida State? You, you, but you, you get my drift. And then you see what Kirby Smart's done at Georgia. Kirby Smart is probably the next standard that we're going to be talking yep, about true. for the simple fact is how consistent he's been, and he was the first assistant to be – I'm sorry, I think uh, – yeah, was he the first assistant or a Jim or a Jimbo Fisher – Beat Saban before. I can't remember which one it was. But either way, either way, it's like he set a standard. He was the standard. And now everybody will be compared to him, for, at least for the next few years, until until that next standard of coaching comes up, which I think could be Kirby Smart. I think it could be Kirby Smart, too. But, I mean, like, even if he becomes the next standard, I, you know, people are still going to talk about Saban for decades, about being the standard of what yeah. you want to go through for, to be, like, a just a dynasty in college football. You know, so I mean, hey, shout out to Nick, man. Hopefully, he has a wonderful retirement. Looking forward to seeing what he does next, and uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing what uh, Pete Carroll is going to be doing as an advisor for the Seahawks, and looking forward to seeing what the Seahawks yeah. going to do as the next head coach, man. It could be, uh, it could be Dan Quinn. So watch out, you could be finally losing him, but you've been prepared for it for a while. I think I feel like a lot of Cowboys fans have, you know, the possibility because I feel like he set himself up for well for a new head coaching job for a few years. Let's be real. So, I mean, Dan Quinn could be a, the next candidate up there in Seattle, which, you know, if, if, if that's the case, kudos to him. But, you know, in midst of all that, one another shocker that we had, you know, got it on the thumbnail in the title, Mike Vrabel got fired. It wasn't even a mutual yeah. – see, I, I personally have been in the boat for a few weeks that Mike was going to leave Tennessee, but I thought it was going to be a mutual parting. The fact that it is a straight termination, that's what really shocked me and apparently shocked the entire building of the Tennessee Titans. Is are you kind of in that same boat as like that part shocked you? Like, cause I feel like you're, you know, you're the kind of guy who can probably agree with me on that. You probably expected a mutual parting, but did you expect a firing? In some ways I did Alex, just for the simple fact is on how much Tennessee's declined over the last couple of years. It's been I rough. mean, just, you know, what was it? What was it? Two, three years ago, we were. I mean, there were discussions of Tennessee possibly being one of those teams that could shock yep. the, the entire NFL playoffs and win a Super Bowl. And they've slowly declined since then. Um, you know, this year he had a healthy Derrick Henry for most of the year. I think Derrick Henry played all but one game this year. Yep. Uh, he may play all of them. I need. He led I need, the AFC in yards, that. I believe. 
And so and he had over 1,100 yards. We've seen a slight decline from him, but he is, but not necessarily a decline, but more of a – he didn't get near the carries this year that he did last year. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. I, I know for a fact he didn't get near the carries, but he's been a very, very effective player. You do not want to waste years on Derrick Henry. You don't want to waste him because now he's getting to that point where he's going to really start – we're going to start seeing a very steady and possibly sharp decline. So, so you've got to get – you you got to be consistent, especially with him. Now, Ryan Tannehill, we know what Ryan Tannehill brings to the table. He's not a good quarterback, but he's not a terrible quarterback. He's just a kind and of a mid-tier can, game manager. Exactly, yep. and you've got you've got so much around that organization that's wrong right now. And I I, I to be honest with you, Alex, it wouldn't surprise me if it was a mutual, but they 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 reported it as a termination. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. But the, the fact is, you're in the NFL. And it's part of it. You you have to you have to show that consistency. And you and I both know, last year this division was the weakest in football. Yep. This year, or if if not one of the weakest in football. This year, this year Houston surprised us. In some ways, Indianapolis surprised me, and they surprised me quite a bit. Not because I, I knew they had the talent top to bottom, yep. but because it's so hard to have such a terrible season like they had last year and be able to come back and have the season they had this year. And not only that, they're one of two teams making the playoffs in that division. You know, I hate that you know Jacksonville's not in the playoffs. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Houston's the only one making the playoffs in the division. I'm sorry. Um, there was a uh, with, with Indy losing, they were out. And I hate yep. that Jacksonville's not going to be in it because there's so much talent in Jacksonville right now. But when you take those considerations and the fact that you have Eric Henry basically still in his pride, you cannot waste any years, and they just wasted the last two. So yep. in some ways, I, in some ways, I, in a lot of ways, I'm not shocked because of the fact is he has the talent, but there, there's a lot more in that organization besides the head coach that needs to be taken care of. Oh yeah, especially uh, especially you got to figure out the quarterback position because like Will showed flashes for sure, but it's Will your guy. You know what I mean? Tannehill's got a massive contract right. that's holding you down right now. Derrick Henry's definitely seems to be out of the building. I mean, he's a free agent this coming off season. And, you know, the way he kind of – he really bid farewell. You know what I mean? Like, he he's – which also yeah. shout out to King Henry. I saw a report that he personally went and uh, thanked every single person that worked at the Tennessee Titans facility. Class act on that one. Shout out to that. But he seems to be gone. Uh, I mean, you got you, – you know, the A.J. Brown thing sent that team down a spiral, which I we can go back yeah, to that did. trade and we can watch the video – you can tell that was that that GM that got fired. That was 100% him. You could tell in the video when it happened, Mike Vrabel got out and walked out for a brief second, walked back in. You could tell he was pissed and did not want that to happen. And, of course, you know, that resulted in the drafting of one of your boys. But, unfortunately, he hasn't really done super well. He's been injured a lot, had a lot of struggles. But Traylon Burks, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, that, that trade really hurt that team. Uh, and it's now it, – it, Saw his – it's been bad. So, but now with Mike Vrabel being on the market, you can't deny he's one of the hottest. He's the hottest name right now in the NFL coaching market. And I can't help but to think now that he's available, I feel like we are going to see that parting with Bill Belichick and the Patriots and, and the Crafts go after Mike Vrabel. That's what I personally think is going to happen. I think it's going to be Mike Vrabel will be the head coach of the New England Patriots in 2024. That's my personal pick. And Bill Belichick, uh, maybe Los Angeles is still my is still my plan. Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Bill Belichick, head coach. That's my thoughts, at least. So, so you think Bill Belichick's going to – who'd you say is going to go to New England? Uh, Mike Vrabel. You think Mike Vrabel's going to go to New England? Yep. I got Mike Vrabel going to New England, I man. Mean, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm yeah. feeling it, buddy. You know, and you know, and here, here's something else, Alex, to really think of, especially if you're an owner yep. and you know Derek Kennery's out the door. It's one of those deals, do I really want him – do I really want a coach like Mike Vrabel to be to stick around and actually rebuild mm-hmm. when he should be in a part of his career where he should, you know, have a better surrounding? Because let's just face it, the Tennessee Titans are not a high market value team. They're yeah. more of one of those mid to lower yeah. market values as as far as teams go. But yeah, I, I think the first thing they need to do, Alex, is to get out of that ride. They need to find a way to get out of the Ryan Tenhill contract. Oh my God, They've that contract! Figure out a way them. to get out of it. It's it's he's he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, and I don't know what their answer is as far as quarterback goes or anything like that. Um, but I, I just I just know he's not the guy. He's not the guy. Um, 
he hasn't proven it, at least this far. Let's see. And Tennessee is setting at the seventh overall pick, so if they want to swing or try to build around Will, I mean, they can do either or. I mean, you're not going to get one of the top two guys, but you can potentially get a Jaden Daniels at seven because uh, there is talk that Jaden's going to go as high as, like, number six to the Giants. Jaden's getting a lot of chatter right now about top ten, which I don't agree with. But Yeah, but I, I also want to point out something, and they need to go dig deep into history. Yep. There was a guy named Vince Young who was about as athletic as what Jaden Daniels is True. right now. They've already been down that route. <laughs> yeah, go with Will have. Levis. If you if you're not if you're not going to go with Will Levis, trade him. Draft a quarterback in the draft. Yep. Because I mean and that that that's going to be their choices right there. You either go with Will Levis, trade Ryan Tannehill in the draft. You could get some good picks for Ryan Tannehill somewhere somewhere down the line. Maybe maybe a third or fourth round pick. Um, if not a little bit of cash, you may be able to get some players for him. I don't know, but it, it just it that that whole organization it, it's just a dumpster fire right now. But the good thing about that organization is it's not as bad as a dumpster fire as some of the other ones around the league. Hey, shout Chicago. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say I wasn't gonna say Chicago. Everybody knows Chicago is a dumpster fire, but they 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 set the standard for dumpster fires. Nah, lately we have. I mean. So out of the Chicago <laughs> camp, of course, uh, Matt Eberflus is being retained for another year. And we have fired our entire offensive coaching staff, which that was the bare minimum that had to happen, in my opinion. Like, I was open to keeping Flus, you know, with certain variables, and that was one of them. But honestly, my opinion on keeping Flus, you got to run it back with Fields. That's my opinion. I understand we have the number one pick, but, man, we can't keep repeating the same damn cycle that we've done twice before. You know what I mean? I, we, we just can't. But now there's also reports that Fields is going to be on the roster, plus still draft a quarterback, have a quarterback competition, which is like, is that really even a competition? Like, Fields is going to like potentially win, sure, but you have the number one overall draft pick. He's going to be the starter. I mean, you're losing trade capital on Fields that you could get. I don't know, man. Like, uh, you know, the Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus had their presser, that their end of year presser today, you know, addressing everything. And when they talked about Fields, you know, Ryan Poles said he thinks Fields could be a guy that can lead this team. I mean, he did improve. And from the way that he worded some stuff, he definitely shifted a lot of blame onto Getsy, which is fair. Getsy uh, is uh, is so just massively dick hard for screens. All he wants to do is call a million screens a game uh, instead of letting, letting them sling it downfield, uh, which, you know, that is very, very true. You could see that all season long. The Getsy was a terrible play caller. So, I man, I'm still in the boat. If we're keeping Flus, keep Fields. I, I understand Caleb. You know, he's got all the you know potential talent or whatever. I do not want Drake May at all. I will shit my pants if we get Drake May. And I don't know what I will do I, as a fair Bears fan. I, give me Caleb Williams. I, if I have to pick, give me Caleb Williams. I don't want Drake. I, I I'll disagree with you on that one. Yeah, you don't want Caleb Williams over Drake May. Anyways, I will highly disagree with you over that one. Now, um, I am still going to stick with the – I'm still sticking Marvin Harrison no matter what. Marvin you can, Harrison. I'm telling you, you cannot pass up on this kid. There's no – if this kid – if this if they pass up on this kid I, I and this kid goes somewhere else and does exactly what I think he's going to be able to do – I'm telling you, he reminds me so much of Jerry Rice. It's not even funny. Yeah, and it just—he's so good. He is just so good. I, I'm telling you, Alex. If they give up, if they pass on him and he goes elsewhere, you may have to tear up whatever Chicago Bears memorabilia that you have. We'll put it in a bonfire together, and we will blow it up together if you want to. I, I will be Look, more than happy to I, do that. I'm going to tell you this up front because <laughs> if if the Bears completely just bomb this entire thing, and we look back five years from now, we're just a, still a horrible organization. Everyone's been fired. Everyone's been cut. Whatever. That could be my line, boys. And I'm not even going to jump full on on the Jags. The Jags will probably stay up my number two team. I'm just going to go ahead and just mail it in. I'm jumping to a really good football team, and I'm not even going to be ashamed about it. I'm not. I don't care. Give me the Chiefs. You know, give me you know whoever else. Like I'm. I, I just want to. I want to feel winning for once. Like I just want to know what it feels like yeah. to win and compete. No, I, I won't ever fully do that. I won't. Yeah, it's all jokes. But man, it is. It is frustrating. It is very frustrating. And you know the thing is, like, man, in my opinion, run it back with Fields and get a very experienced and proven offensive play caller. Don't get a QB coach. 
you know, get an, a former offensive coordinator, okay? You know what I mean? Like, get, you know, the um, <clears throat> Daryl Bevel, right, who is the passing game coordinator down in Miami. He was the OC in Seattle during some of Russ's best years. He worked with Trevor Lawrence. He's worked with Tua. You know, give me a guy like him. Give me Greg Roman, who is who was credited by John Harbaugh to have, like, personally built a package to, you know, really make Lamar Jackson shine before he was let go. Give me Shane Waldron, who's now available, because Pete Carroll has now been, again, forcefully resigned, in my opinion. And Seattle told all the staff up there, hey, yeah, if you guys want to look for other jobs, feel free because like a new coach that comes in is going to have have pick. Get me Shane Waldron, OC from Seattle. Get me Kellen Moore for God's sake. I don't care. I want a proven play caller. Kellen Moore. Give me Kellen Moore. I don't give a damn. Give me Eric Bieniemy. I don't give a damn. Give me a proven play caller. I don't want this QB coach BS anymore. I'm sick of it. I don't want a guy who's like, you know, was an OC but didn't actually call plays. I don't want that shit. I want a play caller, okay? Because, you know, the entire defensive staff is being retained, which as they should, the defense was incredible. Matt Eberflus is still going to be calling defensive plays as well as hiring a new true defensive coordinator. All good, whatever. But give me we, the offensive staff, man, we got to nail it. And I don't even know if I trust Flus to make those hires. I think Poles needs to make – like, Flus had his chance and he horribly struck out. We don't, we still don't know what happened with Alan, Alan Williams. We have no clue. All right. And then what it gets, he was a massive failure. Horribly struck out. Don't even let him have final say. This needs to be polls. Polls needs final say. And look, you know, this is my mindset. I saw a lot of people chatting about this. Keep fields. Draft Marvin Harrison. Draft either Brock Bowers or draft an offensive lineman. Sign Derrick Henry. Sign Saquon Barkley. Hey, you cannot tell me that's not a good looking offense. Cannot tell me. And, and and I'm just going. Who would you sign? Would you sign? Which one would you prefer, Saquon or Derrick Henry? Uh, probably Saquon, just based on age. But I, you know, in terms of overall performance, right. I'd, I'd love Derrick Henry. But I mean, I'd probably say Saquon. I don't know. I mean, Derrick Henry is with his running style that he's got. He still manages to stay pretty damn healthy. So you know what? Maybe 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 Derrick Henry. And Chicago has the money to pay him. So yeah, it's not like they can't afford to pay a decent running back. Yeah, and we're gonna have I mean, more I don't money expect, soon. I don't expect. I don't expect. I don't expect Derrick Henry to be one of those twenty twenty five million running no. uh, dollar running backs. But I. But you you could get him. You could probably get him for a good fifteen million. Oh yeah, and plus you know we're we're likely gonna cut Cody Whitehair and Eddie Jackson. That's that's those two cuts will save us about about twenty two mil. So that'll be about twenty two mil we're getting back. We already have like sixty eight. So add on twenty two onto that. We got money. Ninety million. We're ready to go. Ninety million dollars. We're ready to go. Ninety million dollars. They they're not going to do a damn thing with it. You and I both know they're not. I, I mean, they did. All right, look, they did well last year with free agency. You know, so I, I do have hopes. They did. And, and you know, if we're going to be honest, completely brutally honest, last two years of polls running running the show. Draft wise, he's done great both years. Let's be honest. You know, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, the year before last year, getting guys like Darnell Wright. Uh, Javon Dexter, you know, Braxton Jones the year before as well. You know, he's he's been nailing it on the draft. The only screw-ups that I would give him is Volus Jones when he drafted him, Chase Claypool trade for basically a first-round draft pick, and uh, Nate Davis yeah. is still getting the job done, but Nate Davis was kind of a questionable sign too. Other than that, I mean, Pulse has been nailing it on building this team. So I see the appeal of where this team's going. I get it. I understand. But at the same time, it just the retaining them still bothers me. Because it's like out of the seven wins that we had this year, only one of them was against a good team. Everyone else is against shit teams. You know what I mean? So it's like how much progress. Yeah, but, it's, but it's a National Football League. Seven wins. They had what? Five wins last year? Three. Three wins last year. Seven wins this year. I mean, it's improvement. That's still four more wins. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. It's, it's still improvement. But, I, I just really hope know, that we, we truly consider. I mean, from the sound of it, we are keeping fields. Because, I mean, like the whole team wants fields there. I mean, DJ Moore had his best career year under Fields. You know what I mean? I'm just and I and I I will say this much, Alex. I think the players signed off on Matt Abrafus. Yeah, I think so to too. Stay. I think so too. Because he's a play if, he's a players if, coach. If it was he's a players coach, and if it was 
they're seeing improvements. If yep. it was that bad, I don't think they would have retained him. But now, you, if if he would have had another three, four win season, then yes, I think they would have fired him regardless. But um, I'll say it again: the Bears are in the driver's seat to do have one other crazy off season like they did last year. Yep. The question is: can they do? Will they execute what I what, what you and I both know? They have the money. They don't have to spend it all, but they can go out there and get some damn good players for what they've got, mm. and we'll see what happens. But yep. I, I'm telling you, if they pass on Marvin Harrison Jr., and Marvin Harrison goes elsewhere, and he lights everybody up like a Christmas tree like I think he's going to. I'm going to be so sad. I will never, ever let this down. Uh, trust me, I'm going to I'm gonna feel it too, unless, unless another receiver we draft like a – like an Odunze or a Malik Neighbors, if they end up being an absolute stud too, that's cool. But I still don't think they're Marvin Harrison Jr. And, you know, I thought about it too. If the team ends up getting, uh, you know, let's say Caleb Williams number one overall, I had a thought of at that point, you know Washington's getting Drake at the number two pick. So I thought about that third pick of New England, right? You know, are you going to draft a guy like Jaden Daniels three overall? I say no. So I really thought about I'm like, man, what if Ryan Poles goes hyper aggressive, trades up from nine to three, sacrifices like maybe a couple draft picks next year, you know, maybe trade a player and gets Marvin Harrison Jr. at three, and you get a guy like Caleb at one, Harrison at three, you know, similar to what Houston did to get Will Anderson and CJ Stroud, same concept. Like, what if they did that? Like, we trade our first round. If we, I would be fine. Look, I look, I'm not, I'm not sold on Caleb. I'm not. Again, me personally, we'll, we'll we'll dive into this during draft time. I'm I'm a Caleb guy over Drake personally. We'll dive into that, you know, our disagreements in draft time, right? When we're doing mock drafts and stuff, we'll dive into it later. But like, if we're gonna get Caleb and we manage to get Marvin at three, I'm gonna walk away draft night fairly happy because I got Marvin Harrison. I got what I wanted. You know, oh, what I mean? you better walk around. You know, you better walk around. You know, like you've got, you know, like you're a billionaire. Yeah, you're about exactly. To, you know, you're. Sh- your crap don't stink. <laughs> you yeah. better walk away like that. I, I'm, I'm going to walk away feeling pretty good if that happened. All right. Would I? Would I rather us just maybe trade down to three or trade down a pick, get extra value, and let them get Caleb and us draft like Marvin Harrison at two or three, and then draft it like Joe Alt or uh, Alua or, or Brock Bowers at nine? I'd like that a lot more, but I'm fine with the other one too. I don't know. Well, it, draft season is going to be wild for the Bears, but you know, let's not take up the whole show on the Bears here. Let's talk also about the playoffs. Uh, playoffs are set, man. We got a hell of a weekend ahead. We have the most expensive playoff game like for a wild card in, in NFL history with the Lions and the Rams, $500 for the cheapest ticket. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you got these two teams, of course, in that trade together, trade and swapping quarterbacks. The Rams won a Super Bowl. The Lions have been rebuilt. You know, and now you got, you know, Jared Goff. Can he be the quarterback that brings home a playoff win for the Lions? And then you have the former Lion GOAT, Matt Stafford. Can he get a win in the Lions' house in a playoff game? I mean, there's a lot of conversation about this. You got your Dallas Cowboys going against the Packers. We're going to chat about if you're nervous on that one. Uh, the Bucks winning the division, getting the four seed. Houston coming in and winning the division thanks to the Jags losing. Thanks, Jacksonville. Uh, so much to chat about. Let's talk about the Lions and Rams first. Is this the most – I know you're a Cowboys fan, but as a football fan, is this the game you're looking forward to the most? Yes, by far. There's not even – that's not even close. Look, um, I'll, answer, I'll answer the first question that you kind of had first. Um, am, I, am I worried about um, – am I worried about the Cowboys-Packers? Not necessarily – because of the fact is, is that I know that I know what Dallas brings to the table, um, and I think they'll cover the spread. I think they'll win by at least ten uh, over the Packers. But given the history, the only thing is that you give the history of how the Packers do have success against the Cowboys. Yep, that's why my boss is nervous. They have, but they have Jordan now. And listen, this is no Doctor Jordan Love. I was so wrong about Jordan Love this year. I was a hundred percent wrong about Jordan Love this year. We saw we saw him at the beginning of the season. You know, at the beginning of the season, he would, at first game of the year shined. Then we saw a decline, and then all of a sudden we started seeing consistency. And that's what you got to have in order to be a good team. I think this Packers team is going to put up a fight, but I just think Dallas is that much more meaner than what they are. I think Dallas has, exp- has more experience year round and uh, all the way around. 
and experience. And I'm not saying this because I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm saying this because it is what it is. The Cowboys are just experienced all the way around. I don't think the Packers year is this year. Give it at least a year, if not two more years, because the lines are not going to go away. With that being said, yes, this is uh, the but the Rams in lines to me is the most intriguing game um, of 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 them all. And some could argue some could argue the Browns and Texans. But the thing about it is, is that the only reason I would say that the Browns and Texans would come close is because you have an almost similar situation as what the Rams are. The only difference mm-hmm. is, is that you have two quarterbacks going against each other, but with the Lions and Rams, respectively, uh, Jared Goff and Matt Stafford, who played for each other's pers- respective franchises. You don't have that with the You only have one with the Browns, uh, who's not playing right now uh, beca- because of an injury. Uh but at the same time, it's like this is the most intriguing game ever. That not could be in the history of the playoffs. I don't know, but I know this. I know this year in this particular round, these two teams right here, the most intriguing one. You've got the Detroit Lions who won their division for the first time in God knows when. Ninety three, and then you have a ninety three, and then you have a Rams team who wasn't even close to making the playoffs last year. They had a slew of injuries, winning the Super Bowl the year before, coming back uh, coming back this year. Matt Stafford has had an up-and-down season, but for the most part, he's had a very good season. And being able to get them in the playoffs, which I said they would get them in the playoffs this year, and I'm glad they did. They got him, He got them back in the playoffs. Now... What's it going to be? Are you going to take this young Lions team who has a little bit of veteran leadership, but you also have the Rams who have just as much young, who have just much young studs to what the Lions have. You, this Rams team is totally different from the one, from the one they had when they won the Super Bowl. That's what makes it intriguing. Who is going to be able to show uh, what they've got when it comes, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the nil and grind. Jared Goff cannot – none of these quarterbacks can turn the ball over, but I say Jared Goff just because he's thrown – I think he's thrown like 12 interceptions this year so far. And so, um, overall, it's it's so hard to pick this game. I think the Lions are going to do it because the Lions have more of an established running game than what the, than what the Rams do. But, man, this is going to be one heck of a ball game. One heck of a ball game coming up. I can't wait for it. I mean, this is going to be one of the best playoff games that I've seen sometime. I feel like this is going to reach the same level as that Bills-Chiefs game a few years ago, which was, oh, my God, that game, that game was incredible. That was, that was one of the best playoff games I've ever seen in my life. You know, I feel like this is going to hit the same level, man. I mean, just from an emotional standpoint, I feel like it's going to be a lot of back and forth. I think both teams are going to show up and show the best versions of themselves. And it's just going to make for an absolutely electric game. I do have the Lions winning. I got the Lions winning, and I've got the I, I I've already done my playoff predictions. I'm going to throw it up on TikTok once we're done with the show. You should go follow me on TikTok at Sparky Three Official. Uh, I've been posting every single day with the uh, 366 uh, days of gaming challenge. Uh, fun, oh, fun fact here for you, Rick. I think you'll enjoy this. I also threw up my week 18 predictions on there just for shits and gigs. Like, yeah, let's throw up here for some extra engagement, whatever. No, no big deal, right? Uh, try to bring in some more audience. And I had the Browns losing, which they did. And uh, before the game, you know, before uh, these saw before the game started and stuff, a guy commented, it's just like, this guy really has the Browns losing, never predict again. And I, ca- I replied and I'm just like, the Browns have nothing to play for. You know, they're not getting one. They're not going, they're not going up or down from five. They're stuck at five, no matter what happens this weekend. They're resting. The The Bengals simply have the, the pride of winning to play for. And the guy, you know, to kudos to him. He responded, he's like, Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Keep on predicting. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> cheers, man. Good luck in the playoffs. So shout out to that guy. Um, I need to. I need. I need to look at the schedule again to make sure I'm right. I'm wanting to say the Browns was the only division win that Cincinnati had this year. I need. I need to look that. They, they may have beat Pittsburgh were. once. I don't, no, I don't no. remember. No, Bengals lost it's, every in AFC AFC North game except for that one. You are correct. Yeah, that I was about to, I was about to say yeah that they they were pretty bad. They 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 had uh, they had signs of struggle even when Joe Burrow was healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this what this was even this was even uh they were just they were not very good this year at all. Yeah. No, I mean th- these playoffs man have really shaped up to be a a pretty good one. I mean there's there's 
I, I think we got a couple duds this weekend. I think Buffalo and Pittsburgh's a dud, especially no TJ Watt. That hurts Pittsburgh. Bad. That hurts. Like that hurts. Like if you got it, TJ in there, I feel like you still got a chance. But that that hurts. And then Philadelphia and B- Buccaneers, man, that's a wild card to me because Eagles. The Eagles are going into the, the playoffs so ice cold. It's it's not funny. Yeah. But then again, so are the Bucks. The Bucks won nine to zero against the Panthers. I mean, like like <laughs> these both these teams are ice cold coming to the playoffs. Meanwhile, you look at every other team in the playoffs. And you have, you know, the Chiefs and the Dolphins are interesting because they're both coming in lukewarm. You know what I mean? They're not hot. They're not cold. They're just kind of yeah. there. But it's going to be like zero degrees in KC. So it's like, can can the, can Miami players, can they hold up to that? You know what I mean? Uh, it's going to be a good weekend of football, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for it. I mean, uh, I've got my playoff predictions, you know, kind of lined out about going from beginning to end. Do you want to go through this with me? Yes, let's do it. All right, let's start with the AFC side. So we have the seven-seed Pittsburgh and two-seed Buffalo. I got Buffalo moving on. Buffalo moves on, yes. All right, next up, we have the three-seed KC uh, hosting the six-seed Miami Dolphins. I want to say Miami. So Miami Um, was my pick until I saw the weather. I've switched mine to KC since. I think Miami is the better team. Tyreek Hill going back to KC. Yep. First time he's been back in Kansas KC. Kansas City, though, Kansas City, though, has not shown me anything offensively. Yep. This is going to – I'm, I'm going to pick Miami. I'm sticking with Miami. See, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs, man. I think the, I think the cold weather is going to get to Miami. So I, I'm sticking with the Chiefs on this one. Um, so then for me, that would have Casey and Buffalo facing off two and three seed in your case, since you got Miami winning, uh, and Buffalo winning, you got, that means Miami is going to play Baltimore for you. Um, so next up is Houston and, uh, and Cleveland. I've actually got Cleveland winning. Yes. I also have Cleveland winning. So yeah, for you, in your case, you would have Buffalo and Cleveland. We got Cleveland going to visit Buffalo. Oh gosh, this is tough. So okay, <laughs> this is so here I'll go here's, ahead. Here's my original thought because I originally had okay. Miami winning, like you, and so that so my playoffs played out just like yours. I actually had Cleveland making it to the AFC Championship. I had them beating Buffalo and making it to the AFC Championship in my original predictions. That that's what I thought. See, and that's and that's where I want to go with because Cleveland's defense is so good. Yeah. They're just so good and I feel like they would give Buffalo all kinds of matchup problems. So yeah, I'll I'll go with Cleveland. I will go with Cleveland. I'll have Cleveland and I will pick Baltimore to beat Miami. Uh so for me, I've got I've got Buffalo beating KC in my playoff round. Uh I I think Buffalo will okay, fi- will get fair. over the hump. You know, they they beat them this year. You can argue it was, you know, Bad ref call, whatever you can, whatever people want to argue, Buffalo still won. But I think they will convincingly actually get over the hump, which is KC. Let's be real, that's their hump. Okay. Uh, and then for my Baltimore Cleveland matchup, I do have Baltimore moving on. This is where the Cleveland dream die, uh, dream dies. I, I look because, like, so uh, listen, I'm I'm rooting for Cleveland. I'm Look, gonna root for I would Cleveland, love to see it. You're right. I love to see it. So I'll go ahead and spoil something on this. With me having Cleveland, you know, lose to Baltimore, I got Baltimore going to the Super Bowl. Because, look, here's the thing, man. I, I, Cleveland is a team that I think can make a run to the AFC Championship as long as they don't play Baltimore. Baltimore is the one hump that I do not think they can get over. So for me, my AFC championship is Buffalo. Them. They did beat they did beat them early in the year. They did. They did. You're right. But as of lately, with how Baltimore has been playing, I cannot see a team getting over Baltimore. I just can't. Baltimore is playing too damn good when all their players are out in the field, especially when I look at it like Mark Andrews is probably going to come back in the playoffs because that was the original talk when he got injured is that he can make, he can come back for the playoffs. You get Mark Hendry, Mark Andrews back into the fold too, I cannot see a team getting past Baltimore. So for me, AFC Championship, Buffalo at uh, Baltimore. Baltimore wins. Baltimore goes to the Super Bowl. All right. So yours so yeah, is me, 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 me and you have both. Me and you both have Baltimore. Okay. 
Uh, NFC side of things, let's start with the uh, seven seed Packers visiting the Cowboys. I got the pack. I mean, I got the Cowboys moving on. Yeah, Cowboys move on in that one. Six seed Rams, three seed Lions. I've got the Lions moving on in a very, very tight potential wow. overtime battle. Yeah, it's it, it. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I'll I'll also go with the, the Lions. All right, four and five seed Tampa Bay Philly. How you leaning on this? Because I've gone back and forth on this thing so many times. <laughs> Philly just got their ass kicked by the New York Giants. I know. And don't get me wrong. I I know I know Tampa. I know Tampa didn't play a very good team at all. They played Carolina and only won nine nothing. Um, the struggle's real. Give me Philly. Uh, so Philly was my original pick. I've since switched it to Tampa Bay. I just have a sneaking feeling that Tampa Bay will sneak away with a win. I, I don't know what it is. I just have that sneaking feeling it's going to happen. Am I a little persuaded by the memes I've seen on Twitter of the picture of Baker Mayfield on the practice field with a can of dip in his pocket? Maybe. Maybe that persuaded me a little <laughs> bit where people made jokes, give me Tampa by 30. Maybe that persuaded me. <laughs> but give me Tampa Bay beating the Philadelphia Eagles. So both of us have the basically mostly the same matchup you've got the we've both got the Lions visiting the Cowboys and we have Philly slash Tampa visiting San Fran who do you have in these games uh, um San Fran over Philly San Fran over Tampa for me I'm going to go with the Cowboys over the Lions just because I know how well they've played at home I know the Lions are going to look for that payback that they had over a few weeks back um, there's something different about this Cowboys team, though, Alex. There's something totally different about this year's team. Um, the one thing that the one thing the Lions did that they did not let Tony Pollard scramble a whole lot. They did not really let him get out. It, it's a struggle. It's going to be tough. It's going to be another struggle. It's going to be another slugfest. But I'm t- there's something that's different about this Cowboys team. I, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. I've got the Lions winning. I've got the Lions going the distance and going to the NFC Championship. So for me, you've got you've got your one of your arch nemesis with San Fran. You have Dallas and San Fran on your side. I've got Detroit and San Fran on my side. Who do you have in yours? Oh gosh, you're one of this is one of your arch nemesis, man. Yeah, but San Fran is San Fran's been so good for so long. Yep, the last couple of years. Um. I, I, damn, <laughs> that's a nightmare matchup for you as a Cowboys fan. It is. It, it is for the you know because like I said, the last couple of years we had chances to beat them and we didn't do it. Now we're going to, have to go to San Fran to do it. Yep. Um, we're not a very good road team, and we don't have an established running game. San Fran, San Fran over the Cowboys. So your Super Bowl is Baltimore, San Fran. Yep, and I know that's the two number one seeds, but but Alex, right now. If if we're gonna have two healthy teams like Baltimore and San Francisco, who's gonna beat them in their prospective conferences? I'm with you. I've got Detroit losing to San Fran in a heartbreaker for the Lions. San Fran goes to the Super Bowl. Who do you have I'm winning still, this matchup? I am still. I am rooting for a Lions and Browns Look, Super Bowl. I would. I, it. I want. It. I don't care. I want it. The, I want playoff Joe Flacco. Ratings. I want 2012 playoff Joe Flacco to lead them to the Super Bowl. So I will say, but here's the thing, though, Alex. You know, I did say the numbers could plummet. I don't think so. If you have a Lions-Browns, you're probably going to have a record-setting number for Super Bowl <laughs> because we may never see this again in our entire lives. Yep. The Browns going to the Super Bowl, okay? Let's just – let's just. Um, so uh, who, do you, who, do you have, who do you have winning the Super Bowl? I haven't said my pick yet. I have not said my pick yet. This is tough. I'm going with San Fran. My gut, since I made these predictions, is Baltimore. I think there's just something magical right now with the Harbaugh brothers. There is. And I'm jumping on that bandwagon. We're going to see two brothers ho- holding up Nash, you know, holding up championship trophies in the same year, in the same two-month period. January, Jim does going to do it. February, John's going to do it. 
I just, I, it's just something magical about that family right now. I, I don't know what it is, man. It's just that gut feeling that the Ravens are about to get their third Super Bowl win and become a dynasty. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. that. That is what makes a dynasty, right? It's three. Yeah. Okay. I think, so. I think it's three. So yeah, they're about to be. They're about to be a dynasty. Give me Baltimore winning the Super Bowl. It's going to be a good playoff run, though. It's going to be a damn good playoff run. It, it's. I'm, I'm and I'm. Te- we could be completely wrong too. We really there's could. so many there's so many scenarios that could happen in the playoffs. It's not even funny. Can you imagine here, if the my, Texans my big, made to the Super Bowl? Jesus Christ! Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, but I, and here here's the thing, Alex, and this is this is the thing. Christian McCaffrey. I just think it's time for him to get his. Yeah. It just because I mean he's he's been, to me he, you know outside the quarterback realm he's been the best player in the National Football League yep. for so long he just hasn't been able to stay healthy and he missed how many games did he miss a game this year he missed what two games this year maybe two I mean if any I, I didn't know if he missed anything this if year. if let's say if if any I bet say because I, I was about to say I, I just I feel like it's time for him to get his and don't get me wrong I love Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson's played on an MVP level we could talk about that later on. Uh, whenever, but I mean, he's played on an MVP level. I love Lamar Jackson. Uh, their defense has really has really stepped up. But for me, I just I think San Fran. I think it's just time for San Fran to get one. Yeah, time for hey, him to get back. Hey, what about top. hey hey? And here's the th- here's something else. Who did Baltimore? Who did Baltimore play the last time they won their NF- last time I they know. won the Super Bowl? It'd be a rematch. Hopefully, the lights don't go off this time. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine if the lights went off again. Jesus Christ. I, I am I am putting all my money on whatever it is I could put my money on for the Super Bowl. There are so many stupid things you can bet on on the Super Bowl. It's not even funny. Oh, I know. The, the list is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, you know, one th- one thing that you mentioned is playing at an MVP level. You know who do you have as like some uh, who is who is like your top MVP of this league so far? This uh, you know with the regular season being a close, is it Lamar? Is it Christian? Is it Brock? Is it Dak? Is it Jared Goff? You know who is your MVP? So I did see some statistical numbers um, earlier today. Um, there's a lot of statistical numbers that Dak has over. Yep. Um, Lamar and and you yep. you can't are here's the one thing here's the one thing with Dak. That that's just that's just significant is the fact is is that last year he led the league in turnovers. This year he's done pretty well. He's only thrown he's thrown nine interceptions, which isn't terrible for a for an NFL quarterback yep. or whatever it is. Um, I think Brock Purdy needs to pay more dues. It, that's just my opinion. I think he needs to pay more dues before we consider him an M, an MVP type quarterback, especially the situation. I would lean a little bit more toward Lamar over Dak, regardless of the numbers. And the reason I would say that. Is because I feel like the level of competition Dax had this year has not necessarily met up to a a certain MVP MVP type scenario. I think had he had he beaten Buffalo and Miami, he would have a huge huge argument to be the MVP this year, and he still does. Yep. I'm not saying that he doesn't, but um, I think with I think with the quality competition that that each team has played. You got to you got to tip your hat off to Lamar Jackson. You really have to tip your hat off to him, in my opinion. Yeah, Lamar is a guy that I want to say is probably the front runner, and it's deserving. I mean, there's a lot of deserving guys. I don't know, man. I kind of want to mix it up, man. Let's give it to Christian McCaffrey for real. I mean, he managed to stay healthy pretty much all year. Yeah, there's nothing. There's you nothing know, wrong with that. I mean, I say let's throw it to C Mac, man. Let's throw it to C Mac. I mean, I'm here for that. Uh, I think Jared Goff should be in the conversation. You know, I know he won't be, but he yeah, but he should be. Too many turnovers. Yeah, I know. Um, I think Dak should be in the conversation. You know, I would say Dak, Christian McCaffrey, and Lamar Jackson. I think are going to be like the top three that you should really throw out there in the con. But you know, C Mac will probably win Offensive Player of the Year, and you know, MVP will be a quarterback. You know, same O, same OBS. But yeah, I don't Christian know. McCaffrey for. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, fourteen hundred and fifty-nine rushing yards. L- listen to this, dude. He has eight less carries. Two hundred and seventy-two carries. He did miss one game. He only played sixteen games, which okay. is fine. Yep. He has one let. I'm sorry, one less game, eight less carry, three hundred more yards than the second leading rusher in the NFL, which was Derrick Henry this year. 
absolutely terrific. And you know what? Tip you out. Uh, I just realized that one game he didn't play was probably just week 17. I don't think anyone played week 17 for the Niners. So he played the 16 games that mattered. Yep, you are you you are pro you are probably you are probably right about that. He did lose a couple fumbles, but who cares? But yeah, you you could definitely tip your hat off. The only statistic that I could see that he that you know some of the you know the the major statistics that we look at yep. um, was touchdowns. Raheem Mostart from uh, from Miami uh, had had the most touchdowns with eighteen. Mm-hmm. If you get let's see here, uh, he averaged where's it at uh, five point four yards per carry. So I mean you can't you can't. Uh, Definitely can't argue. Definitely can argue that uh, over ninety-one yards per game. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 definitely a uh, definitely had a very good season. Yeah. No, I definitely definitely agree, man. And that's why I think he's in that that MVP conversation. You know, he and he should be. You know, him and Lamar and Dak. I feel like yeah. are going to be the three guys. <coughs> Sorry. C.J. Stroud's going to probably win Rookie of the Year, as and he he deserves it. He one hundred percent deserves it. He deserves it. it. Yeah. I'm so happy about that one, man, because, like, everyone here on on this show was so adamant CJ was the number one guy, not Bryce, and I'm so happy it's it's played out. <laughs> it's like, yes, we nailed it. <laughs> we nailed it. Let's go. Uh, so I, I love how that's played out uh, for us and, and the Texans and uh, CJ Stroud and everything. Uh, I don't know. This I don't... is why one day a terrible football show is going to overtake Mel Kuyper and all them others draft yep. expert idiots. Uh, throw our terrible opinions out in the universe. Can't wait. Exactly. <laughs> Got to keep on going. Got to keep on going. Uh, so there's something else that I just thought of that I thought we could do. Probably not this week though. Let's 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 do it next week so we can properly prepare for it. Uh, how about next week? Uh, we're talking about MVPs and stuff. How about next week we name our MVPs of all 32 teams? I just thought of that because, okay. you know, teams that, teams that'll... give out the MVPs, you know, within themselves, whatever. Because if you remember, that caused a big controversy uh, in Pittsburgh a few years ago when Juju got it over Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown got pissed. <laughs> so that is a thing teams do. So how about next week we look at all 32 teams, we speed run it, and we give our personal thoughts on who was the MVP of that team for the year. You know, we're on limited time today, so I don't want to squeeze it in right now because I know we're about to hit an hour uh, we're probably going to look to finish up so we can get you out of here. And I've actually got something else I got to do as well. Um, let's see. Anything else that we got on the agenda to talk about? You know, we did a lot of speed running. You know, playoffs look intense. Coach firings, that's wild. Uh, I guess the only other thing uh, is just a quick speed run here uh, on the coaches still left on who should have been fired, in our opinion. Uh, there's some obvious ones where it's like, nah, I mean, just bad season or whatever. So like, this is like the this is the NFL standings of the, of the playoff teams that got eliminated in in order. So Zach Taylor or Cincinnati? No. No, no, bad, no. They too many injuries. Uh, now, what about Dennis Allen in New Orleans? What's what's your thoughts on that one? Yes or no? Give him one more year. One Give him one more year. Doug Peterson? No. No, 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 no. Uh, Shane Steichen, obviously not. Rookie head coach, w- exceeded expectations. That's a given. Uh, now, Vegas already got fired, of course, but Antonio Pierce, uh, he's being currently interviewed. He's going to be interviewed for Tennessee for the head coaching job. New York wants to interview him for the D.C. position. Uh, he's going to be interviewed with Vegas. I mean, if Vegas does not hire him, and they should have hired Rick Basaccia, let's be real, uh, at this point, Vegas, this is their own failures. All right, can we agree on that? They need to hire AP. Yeah, um, you you could you could definitely definitely uh, definitely have an argument on that. Uh, de- definitely have an argument on. Uh, definitely have an argument on AP. I mean, they, they they did play they did play very well. Um, I'm wondering though if Vegas is going to target John Gruden to come back. I thought that too. <laughs> Because that, 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 that's my whole entire thing is all this is passed over. Nothing really much come out of it. Just like when I thought it first came out, like I, even, I think we were on the show when he got fired, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. He took the fall for something and nothing else really come out of it. Yep. Why not, why not bring him back? 
Yep. So yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I, I think if if I'm not mistaken, I think I read somewhere that they may be looking to bring back John Gruden. We'll see. I know they had interest in Jim Harbaugh, but I don't think he's leaving Michigan. I really don't. I think he's going back to the NFL. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's going to be. Um, if he, if he's going back to the NFL, like. If if the if the Bears jobs off the table, which according to Ryan polls, he never even talked to Jim. I think he's going to the Chargers. That's my personal take. He's going to the Chargers. Could, could be, could could be. I, I think he's done at Michigan. I, I could be wrong, but you know, I I'm going to stick with my guns. I, I think Alex, I'm going to tell you something. When you go to work on a daily basis, you have the people. You have there are certain people that have to have your back. When you're in a league like you are in now. And the Big Ten does not have your back. Give them the middle finger. You won the national championship and walk away. Yeah. Uh, next up would be Denver with Sean Payton. No, but I could definitely see a seat no. getting a little warm. Um, no, no, it's not. He's fine. Uh, Kevin O'Connell. No. Injury hurt, injury hurt that team of Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson was out for oh, yeah. like seven games as well. A lot injury ridden team there. Uh, Matt Eberflus still had a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, I know. Uh, Matt Eberflus, in my opinion, he should have been fired. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. They, you, I, I, they should have went after Harbaugh. I don't know why they didn't. They should have went. Or after at him. least Vrabel. You know what I mean? Go after Harbaugh. Go after Vrabel. I don't give a damn. Just anything's an upgrade. Because I mean, the question I think, is, I think like the question is, like, do you really see Flus winning this team a Super Bowl? I say no. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, they might make the playoffs, but do, but do you see? Do you think Vrabel's a good fit for Chicago? Yeah, I think he's a perfect fit for Chicago. The kind of vibe that man brings, absolutely. I think he's a great fit for Chicago. I love the vibe. I think I think he's I think he's a guy that would fit very well up in Chicago. Uh, okay. So Atlanta, Arthur Smith did in fact get fired. Uh, no surprise on that one. Three, seven, and ten years. So at least he's consistent. And three years of like the seventh overall pick. At least he's consistent. <laughs> Uh, Jets with Robert Sala. I mean, I'd say no. He, you know, this year was kind of a wash. Yeah, it was. It was bad from the as soon as Aaron Rodgers got injured, I knew he was coming back next year. What about Brian Dayball, coach of the year last year, collapsed this year. Apparently, him and Wink Martindale hate each other. Wink Martindale was cussing him out as he left the building. I uh, yeah, and and they also let him go. Um. I think it's. T- I, I mean, I know he was coach of the year last year. It's a dumpster fire. Let him go. I, I, y'all got. They got to start over. Let him go. I say he needs at least one more year, and I, not even that. Maybe even two. Give. Let him pick a quarterback of himself for himself. I know they signed Daniel Jones, but I don't think Daniel's the guy. I'm sorry. I know Dan, Danny Don, Danny Dimes. That was that was just. A, I understood and supported the signing because he had his best year under Dayball. But like I never thought he was going to be the guy. You know, he was never going to be a guy that won a championship. Let let him get a quarterback that he wants. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, Mike Vrabel got fired. Brandon Staley got fired. Ron Rivera just got fired. No surprise on that one. That was kind of expected too. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, absolutely I, I not. Mean, I don't. But I, I don't think Ron Rivera should have gotten fired. Really? Yeah, I know. I feel like no. it was Tom. I mean, you could you could argue that, but yeah. at the same time. It's the Washington Commanders. What's the level of expectations you have in Washington? I mean, new ownership, man. So, yeah, they probably want to have a, a new face in there. Well, possibly so, because you got Magic you got Magic Johnson, who's a minority owner. They, they're hired, they hired Bob Myers to, yeah, to be to assist and all this other stuff. Hey, and that's the one thing. He's one heck of an executive. So, we'll see if, he, we'll see if he's able to help them out at all. Uh, so next up was Jonathan Gannon. Absolutely not. Obviously, first-year head coach. Car- Cardinals played well above expectations, even though they only won four games. They were competitive a lot this year. Uh, Kyler yeah. Murray is the guy. They stood behind him, and Kyler Murray played pretty well down the stretch, you know, which, you know, he had to kind of get, you know, yeah, I feel like yeah. his first few games back, you know, he'd kind of get loosened up. You know, you're gone for a while. Uh, so I, Cardinals' future is going to be pretty interesting to watch. Uh, and then last one would be Bill Belichick. Uh, so Bill Belichick, should he uh, should he be leaving the Patriots or not? That's the question. I saw where he told all the coaches to take two weeks off. So I'm curious to see where this is going to go. I, I think his time is done. I think it's done. He's, I mean, he. Why would you bring him back though? Yeah. He, I, I understand that him and Robert Kraft are buddies, but at the same time, it's like there there comes a time. Every every good thing you know that you know. 
there's the old saying that all good things must come to an end. Yep. And this is one of them. This is. It's not that Bill Belichick is a horrible coach. It's the fact is he's not been able to adapt. He's not been able to rebuild without Tom Brady. He's not been able to do anything that he has supposedly was going to set out and do. And I don't think he's made the playoffs once since Tom Brady's departure. Nope. Um, I think I think his time is done. He need, either need to, he needs to a follow in Pete Carroll and Nick Saban's footsteps and retire, or go elsewhere. I'm saying go elsewhere. I just don't know why. I don't know if it would be L.A. or not. Or I don't know, but I say go elsewhere. It's going to be interesting where he goes, though. That's going to be a damn interesting thing to watch is see where he goes out of the, the openings that's available. You know, because you know he's not going to want to go to a shit show like Carolina. Yeah, he ain't doing that. I have seen some conversation that Washington wants to swing big for Bill Belichick. I've seen that conversation. So that would be a fun one to watch, let me tell you. It'd probably be the Patriots' preference because he'd be out of the, the AFC. Problem, the problem is Bill Belichick does not draft very well. Yeah, that's been yeah, he he can, but lately not so much. <laughs> lately not so much. Well, it, it all depends on how much control you're going to be willing to give him too. Yeah, that's also true. And you know, even in his uh end of year presser, he even openly said he'd be willing to kind of let go of some of those duties. He's like, I have no problem with that. You know, let you know, which I think that's what needs to happen is give him a GM that he trusts and likes and just let him coach. You know what I mean? I think that's probably the best play. Uh, anyway, so we've gotten through pretty much all the main talking. We've kind of sped run through a lot of stuff here on these Wednesday shows where we start at like five. We may only be going like an hour, a little north of it, just because, you know, we're both busy guys. Got stuff to do, of course. Uh, we already basically went through our predictions earlier when we gave the full playoff layout prediction. I like predicting the playoffs from start to finish. Uh, so we kind of already had our predictions. So, Ricky, you want to get out of here? Let's get out of here, man. All right. Any last thoughts that you want to say to anyone before we uh, before I hit the music? My Cowboys better beat the Packers. I'm not coming on next week's show if they lose. Uh, I guess I'll be doing a solo show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be an electric weekend. I will, I will, no, I will be here, but my camera will be turned off. Actually, no, it's probably going to be turned on because I will go on a big rant. I can't wait, man, if that happens. But I hope to God it doesn't because <laughs> as a Bears fan, I can't tell you how much it breaks my heart to see that the Packers have done this three times in a row in terms of their quarterback. I can't tell you how much this pains me, and we've never even had a 4,000-yard passer. Like, I am in so and much pain. And Chicago is more of a, to my, in my opinion, historically, Chicago is a little bit more of a dynasty team than what the Packers are. Yeah, we have more NFL championships if you date back before the Super Bowl, but no one likes to count those, which I get. I understand. Super Bowl is the thing. I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That's why I don't go around touting, oh, we got so many NFL championships. No one cares in the modern day about that. I'm sorry, they don't. Uh, but anyway, so that's going to do it for this week's episode. Make sure to come back next week. Uh, it's going to be a great time re reacting to the wild card weekend and uh, maybe some more news going around in the NFL. It's been a wild few days. Ricky, I'll see you next week, my friend. Uh, until next time, guys, have a good one. Bye.